A relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. From church in a strip club to a strip mall, going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach. The good, the bad, and the ugly, all for the glory of God. A journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. Hello, friends. It is Keith, and I'm joined with none other. That my better three quarters. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Let's welcome Kara. Oh. Well, you always give me the nicest introduction, and I feel bad. I need to do the same for you. Mm. So, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> to my amazing husband. Oh, you're so kind. Oh. I love you. Love you. Well, hey, Kara, we are recording this on Monday, July 29th. July? I wish it was July. Oh my goodness. That was a Freudian <laughs> slip. Yeah, it was. It, but it does feel like July. Okay, it's 60s today. It's sunny outside and I'm dreaming of July you because are. we have sunshine for the first time in 29 days. <laughs> so it is It is sunny. We can see the mountains. It is absolutely gorgeous. And it's warm. It's actually in the 60s. It is. So. And I, I love that so much. It's January 29th, everyone. Yes. And yes, we are heading to California on Wednesday for a conference. Thank you, Jesus. I've got terrible news for you, Kara. Oh no. You're gonna you're gonna drop terrible news for me on a podcast. Yes, it's what? gonna be rainy the entire oh, time oh, we're that's there. All good. It's no, I don't even care because this is this is a really good conference. Mm. Uh, that's going to be amazing. It's always life-giving. I always get filled up at okay. it. Holy Spirit's going to be there. Okay. So I'm excited well, for I like it. I don't your care attitude what the is. because I saw the rain and got it, it just, yeah, it brings me down. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a bully that makes fun of you yeah. and calls you names. But the sunshine just uh-huh. lifts me up. It's as if someone's saying, I love you. You're good. You're going to make it through. <laughs> oh, the world's going to be okay. So that's how I feel, everybody. Oh. Well, you know, you could go for a run outside today you know what i think i will uh we got to do a little juggling with some uh dance action with this is true the youngest child but we'll see yeah so friends that's 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 my counseling session today thanks for working through that with me with the whole weather (laughs) issue uh pray for me but i'm so grateful today i'm 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 at an all-time high it's sunny and blue sky i see the mountains the birds are chirping Man, God right? is so good. Yeah, we're in a good All season. The, the fruit that's that we're seeing at the church has just been really, really, um, really encouraging and beautiful. Let's jump so, in there. Yeah. So since the last podcast, we've had two Sundays. We had a special guest, Jonathan Trailer, who's not just a guest anymore. He's become not only a friend, but a family member of Journey Church. I love it when you just make a connection and a chemistry with somebody. And that was a risk. You know, people ask, how how did the world do you get those people? Friends, it was just a booking agency. Right. But God works all things together for he good. Does. And now he's become a close friend. And then yeah. you, you you begin to text and communicate. And I'm just I'm thrilled because when he came, he brought some major breakthrough to our church. Yeah. I mean, the level of his music was not only quality, but his heart was even greater. Oh, yeah. His heart matched his talent. He loved Jesus from the moment he showed up at 6 a.m., which all of his travel days were like 5 a.m. Yeah. He'd struggled with no voice for days, and but he came in and just served us. He did. He, he served us. He coached our team up. Mm. Um, he, he led the church into like 
really incredible worship. Oh yeah. Um, it, call, it was a calling really us out good to come day. forward to, to get wild. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes those things can seem like hype, but I'll tell you, he, he took us out of a comfort zone, but brought us into the presence of God. Yes, he did. And, and the Absolutely. fact that he would even walk off the stage and go meet strangers, he would initiate it. He would pray with people. It was really powerful. Yeah. He, I observed him engage with people, all three services, all mm. day long. He mm. made it an intentional effort to not hide out, to not just stay in a little one little section. He intentionally met people, Amen. and um, that was a reflection of his heart. Now, one of the other things I loved about him, which we can see in high-level leadership, is he brought out the best in other people. Yeah, he, he brought out the prophetic in terms of just encouraging people. You know, you have so much in you. You can do more. You're great. And he did that with our own worship team, the band members and the singers. But he also did that with the church, yeah, individually and then even corporately, mm -hmm. which was awesome to to have somebody. Uh, as a leader, pour into you. It, you really, all of a sudden, your your chest fills up with air. Your shoulders go back. Your chin goes up, and uh, it, it was awesome—a breath of fresh air. It was, and also we had baptisms that day, oh, which on. were beyond powerful. Oh man! And you know, he was so willing to work with us in terms of set of music and what we did that day. And that's all fine to plan and prepare. And I warned him: we never know if we're going to have two, three, four, five baptisms, a dozen, or right. a few dozen. We ended up having thirty-two baptisms. Yeah. And the stories of them. Oh, I mean, Kara. these stories are like some you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, we both have the same heart and attitude at Journey right now. Like, who else can get baptized? We've, yeah, we've done. I mean, well over a thousand baptisms yeah. since we started the church. Last year we did 205 baptisms and it's like, we just did them in December mm -hmm. and they were powerful in December. But the stories, you're right. I mean, yeah. they're really supernatural. They're yeah. not like, you know, this story makes sense and someone grew up in the church and they decided to get baptized. No. One story was a person who grew up Jehovah's Witness and was being challenged and was on this spiritual journey and she, she wanted to know more about baptism. Typed in in Google, baptism. Somehow our website popped up as the number one web, like number one link on the, whatever the yeah. algorithms of the SEO stuff are. And we've never paid a penny in, in Google advertising or, or those kind of things. It just... Really, I believe it was like a God thing. Mm. So she sees Journey Church, shows up for the first time, connects with someone out in the lobby of what we call the next steps table, a volunteer, which we call superheroes, connected with that person, asked about baptism, filled out a card for more information, watched through the service, gives her life to Christ. Yeah comes forward and gets baptized. Right? That superhero comes alongside. They exchange numbers. Yeah. And I hear from both that person and her husband just about the whole story. Yeah. Like this is a person who came into church for the first time yeah. and took huge steps yeah. in faith. Amen. Absolutely I mean, incredible. To get saved and then to go straight to the step of, of obedience and baptism. Come on. Like that's New Testament stuff. Oh, Kara, we're experiencing literally like stories of New Testament, yes. like to the same degree that it feels the same, like that yes. story of, of Philip who, um, who, who just who God said you need to go, and then met the Ethiopian yeah, eunuch, eunuch on yeah. the on the side of the road, and uh, said, "Do you know what you're reading?" and ends up baptizing him yeah. in the river. We had a story totally. like that with uh, one of our, our prayer warriors who was on their way to the valley for Thanksgiving. Sees a car broke down on the side of the road with her husband. They pull over help her out, get their, this gal's car towed. It says, can we give you a ride? 
lets a stranger in their car to drive over the mountains. And the cool thing about the story is they said, hey, we downloaded a book on miracles on an audiobook. Uh, would you be okay playing uh, would you be okay if we played this? You know, like out of respect. You know, this is gonna be a spiritual book about miracles. She said, Okay, that's great. Started this relationship. It's been ongoing since Thanksgiving. Oh wow. That's enough of this craziness of the story. Fast forward to last Sunday when we did baptisms. This gal now comes forward and gets baptized oh, wow. with the person who's been walking through what it means to believe in Jesus That's because amazing. they stopped on the side of the road because of a broken down car. Yeah, that these are the kind of stories that we're having. That's like wild. Yeah, totally. I, mean, I don't suggest everyone stops on the side of the road, but sometimes when the Holy Spirit right? is saying you need to help somebody, has nothing to do with helping them. Yeah, it has Amen. to do with their eternity. Absolutely, and you get to be a part of that. Yeah, and then I think of the. Um, the gal actually who kind of instigated this whole we're doing baptisms on January 21st. Oh yeah. Because she she caught me at our women's Christmas night, which was in December. She she it, she caught me with with urgency. It, I mean it was like I have to get baptized. Like we've Come been on. saved. We ha I have to get my husband and I have to get baptized. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna plan this. I'm gonna get back to you. So I text her, okay, we plan it for January 21st. Okay, and that's so she's why we the, did baptisms yeah, initially yeah. because of her. So she's the first one that gets baptized at the 9 a.m. service. She, she literally up ran come up on. there, like she and and then come to find out later through social media, I kind of track her and I go to her page and see that she's been posting countdowns, countdowns to Here this comes. baptism, like nine days exactly. Praise God. And then, Praise okay, God. her husband gets baptized. Come on. And then, fast forward to this Sunday, where, where you're, you know, preaching through your message. Mm. You're calling people to a level mm. of not only faith, but of boldness in their faith. Come on. So you say, you know, if you were baptized last Sunday, stand up. Yeah, so yeah. she and her husband, the 9 a.m. service, Come they on. stood up with smiles on their faces, loud and proud. Come on. Come we on. got baptized hey. last Sunday. Like, the whole thing was just incredible to Karen, me. That was a really special part of the service for me, calling people to stand up who got baptized. Cause I can see some of them were so nervous. In fact, one or two yeah. of them didn't want to get up and then they did get up. And then the church erupting yeah. with cheers. It was awesome. Like just, th this is what we're meant to be is, is a family. We are on the winning team of Jesus. Amen. And we're calling people out of the stands. Quit being spectators. Yep. Don't just watch what's happening. Yep. We want you to be on this winning team. And I felt like that. Like, hey, this we're in the locker room right now. Yep. We need to cheer each other on. Absolutely. Because once you get baptized, you, you've put a... a a big old um, bullseye. Bullseye. Thank you. That because I couldn't remember the. Word. You put a bullseye right yeah. over your chest. Yeah. Over your heart, where now the enemy is coming after you. Yeah. He's going to try to discourage. He's going to try to deceive. Try try to lie to you. Try to bring you down. Try try to say this isn't real. But for us to continue to say no, this is real. That's a mark of your Amen. faith to Amen. remember that yeah. you have an allegiance with Jesus Christ. Now yeah. you're baptized into the faith. You know it's yeah. not your salvation. Jesus Jesus is your salvation, but now right. you're taking those steps of Absolutely. obedience. I, and then, and then what we're preaching through right now mm -hmm. is, is the Ephesians, which is, and the, the theme of the year, you know, is to go from, uh, saints to soldiers come too. On, come on. So, so they become a saint and now they become yes. a soldier yes. in the army of Jesus. So it, it's that process, the metaphor, if you see, get this imagery in your mind of the church that initially the church is meant to be a hospital. Yeah. We are a place for the wounded. Yep. We're, we're, triage we have an er 
Lord. Yep. We are a place that if you're sick, you can come in. If you're dying, you can come in. You, you need heart surgery, come on in. Yep. Our God's going to give you a new heart. Amen. He's going to do something new. So the church is meant to be a hospital. We're a place for the for the most broken of broken, the sickest of sick, those who might be dead that need to be brought back to life. So we're a hospital. Once you come into the hospital and mm -hmm. you get a new heart, once you get healed and you discover what was wrong and, and the, the Lord, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer, has healed you, yeah. now we go to become a family. Yeah. Now you're part of something greater than yourself. You've been adopted in the family. You're, you're healing. You're part of a family where other people look and say, me too. Yeah. I've been there. Let me show you what that looks like. You, you shape and change your identity. You're no longer a, a sick person. You're no longer a slave. You're a child of God. I, I am too. Let's do this together. You're a family. Mm -hmm. we're, we're brothers and sisters. Now you go from a family to an army. Right. Now you don't, don't just stay in the household of God. You go out. You go out into the world, you go out and reach others, and we're not against anybody. That's not what this army is. We fight against the principalities of darkness. Yes. We defeat the enemy. We equip others. We point them to the hospital. We point them to the family. And then when they're equipped as saints, we unleash the army. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love it. I actually, okay. So here's an example of an army being unleashed. Okay. So yesterday we, um, I think it was after the first service, maybe the second, I don't even know the first one. Um, so we have some people that are, you know, mature in their faith. We've known them for a very long time. They're very special people and friends in our life. So they come up, they bring up to us two people that had, oh, yeah. Um, accepted Jesus. It was a mom and a teenager, yes. right? They had been broken. They'd been out of church for a while. They're they're clearly broken in their seats. Their first and, time ever at Journey Church. Yeah, and and they they respond to the message like they are responding to the gospel. They're responding to the good news. You're talking they, about they, the altar call at the end when I'm challenging people yeah. that now if you believe it in your heart. You got to do something externally. So raise your hand. Let yeah. us give you a booklet for next steps. Let and, us sh show you. Yeah. And so for what, what these, with these people that came alongside them described was they looked over, they were sitting right next to them. They didn't mm -hmm. know them. Mm -hmm. they, they looked over at this point of the altar call and they realized these people are actually raising their hands and they're, they're in tears. Like yeah. they're broken. So what they did is took the initiative and they brought them, they, they kind of brought them in. They brought them up to us. We prayed for them. Yeah. Um, they exchanged phone numbers. Right. Um, like they understand mm. they're the church, mm. right? Come on. Um, so to see the church being the church and coming alongside new believers, people that have come to the hospital for the first time, yes. need to be led to Jesus for some healing. Which Ephesians 4.12 tells us, our, our work is not to go do all the ministry. My job as a pastor is to equip the yes. saints for the work of ministry. Exactly. So that we would be in unity. unity an army can't go out divided. Yeah. But we've got to be equipped. And once we're equipped, we do go out. Yeah. And, and I, that story was incredible. You know, the, the mom looked so young. I thought it was a brother and sister. I actually thought uh, it was a boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, wow. I, mean, I couldn't tell. I was shocked because yeah. the, the son was 17. He was a senior. And... They hadn't been to church in over two years, yep. they said, yep. and they were going to a different church in town. They quit going to a couple church. Years now, ago, yeah. just, just do the math, and this was this is pandemic stuff. You know, yeah. this is like the the pandemic changed the world. Mm -hmm. it, it it brought out the worst in some people, brought out the best in some people. It broke. I mean, the world is not the same post pandemic, and I'm not saying that's good nor bad. But what I want to identify is no one is the same post-pandemic. Yeah. And I, I call it post-pandemic. It's the only language I could say. They come 
to journey for the first time because he on Saturday told his mom, I'm going to church tomorrow. Yeah. The teenager. Would you go with me? The yeah. teenager. And I've heard good things about journey. Let's go. And she, she did. She came with him. And I just, yeah. I love that. Just this initiation. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we often have fear initiating, inviting somebody to church, doing something you haven't done before, doing something you haven't done in a while. All those fears that could come, they conquered those fears. Mm-hmm. They came. The Holy Spirit met them where they are. And Jesus, he's, he's a God of grace. Not just, I love that too. I mean, so yeah. many stories of transformation right now. Yeah, and he even verbalized, he, the, the, the teenager, he verbalized to me that it was hard to go mm. back to church. It was hard. Wow. In my mind, I liken it to going to the gym yeah. after you have been out of the gym for a long time. So say you Come could on. stop going to the gym for two years and then you realize yeah. what, what place you're actually in and you actually need that type of help. It's hard to go back. It is. There's a lot of fears. <laughs> yeah. There's the fear of unknown. There's a fear of, I don't know where to go. There's a fear of other people looking at you and judging yeah. you. There's yep. the fear Absolutely. of not knowing how to do something. Yeah. Even worse is the fear of the pain of, I haven't done this in a while. It's going to hurt. Yeah. I'm going to have to yeah. deal with stuff I haven't dealt with. Yeah. But he acknowledged the the um, the, the good things that come out of pushing through the pain. Oh, that's so great. So, yeah. It was all in all fantastic. Wow. Right, let me tell you another story. Yesterday of someone that got saved at 7 a.m. every Sunday, we gather together with the superheroes that serve all day, which is actually kind of wild that they're the ones that get up the earliest. Yeah. They get to the church first. They, we start off the day in prayer, yeah. and then we're there all day mm-hmm. until the end of the day, which is just a long, exhausting, yet full, wonderful day. Yeah. So we gather every Sunday at 7. We're, we're praying, and yesterday I felt led to ask people what they're thankful for, because the Bible over 160 times mentions thanks, yeah. thanksgiving, being thankful. And you know, Paul told the Thessalonians that this is God's will that we would give thanks in all circumstances. And so I just said, what are are you thankful for? And uh, we went through different things. And then I asked everybody to draw out a scripture. Tell me a Bible that talks about Thanksgiving. And there were so many good ones. Everything from the Psalms that say, enter his course with Thanksgiving in your heart, to uh, in Colossians, uh, giving thanks, even in the book of Revelation. And so we read scriptures all over the place about uh, giving thanks. And one of our pastors talked about um, giving thanks to people in our church and and asked for prayer for a person who she believed was going to come for the first time. And the way she worded it is this person is struggling in life, is not going to church, and they identify as gay. I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird way to put it, but okay, like we're going to pray for this person who identifies as gay. I'm like, okay. Usually we don't word it that way for a person who is is gay or yeah. says they're gay or mm-hmm. whatever the case might be. But so we prayed. I, I you know, I, I truth be told, I didn't think much after that, but it is a reminder. There are people coming to church for the first time. There are people who come from different backgrounds and talk about being filled with fear. Yeah. What are people going to say about right. me? Are, am I going to be condemned? Am I going to be ashamed? Are they going to hate on this? I mean, yeah. I can only imagine. So I, 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 I kind of forgot about it after we prayed. And then after the second service, the person that brought Mm-hmm. this new person to mm-hmm. church for the first time came up to me with tears streaming mm-hmm. down her face, yeah. not knowing that I already knew a little bit of a background, but just said, I invited somebody to church today and he's gay. And he, he raised right? his hand and the person that originally invited them to church came with them and came along. There's all this extent there. There was a story that had been working for, yeah. I don't know how long months, weeks, I don't know, but there was all connected and it converged. No, this was the first service, not the second service. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, I'm remembering the details now because 
out of nowhere, one of the things, it wasn't in my message, but I went on this rabbit trail of how we need to be united to praise God and glorify God. That going into political season, we need to not be a people, referring to believers in Jesus, who are so polarized politically that we don't even have a platform to bring the gospel. So we should be known for who we love first, Jesus, not what we're against. And for some reason or another, I I even went on the, uh, the rant of just, you know, here we are. If we're known for what we're against, LGBTQ plus XYZ, you know, because, and I gave an example. I only did this first service. I didn't do it second. Might have been the Holy Spirit for this person. How I got asked on Instagram, what is Journey's view on LGBTQ you know, Plus, all the other things yeah. there's, there's new ones, mm-hmm. a, yeah. you know, and, and I just wrote to this person back cause that was all they asked. They didn't ask any other questions about culture, what to expect, anything. And I just essentially didn't answer the question. I said, first and foremost, we're a church that's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. We're not political. We're not in this level. I said, we may disagree on views of sexuality, but at the end of the day, we all have the same need, which is Jesus. Yes. So if, if if you won't come to a place that only agrees with you, then we're not the right place. But if you want to come to a, a place that's safe, yeah. that at the end of the day, we're going to love you for being a human right. because God loves you. And we have all, a, now, now we start with the human condition, yes. the human heart where God meets us. And, Absolutely. And I didn't get to meet this particular person, but I thought that was a powerful story and I'm, I'm going to continue to pray yeah. uh, just, just about what that looks like. Yeah. Cause that's the beginning of the story. Yes. Right? Amen. So, yeah. I that agree. is just the beginning of that story. And yeah. I, speaking of beginning of stories, I went to the prison on yeah. Saturday night for the first time. Right. Tell us about that. That was my first. And I didn't know if it'd be my first, my last or whatever. I've always wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. I, I, in some sense, I fantasized of it kind of like going to a cross-cultural experience. Like I, I've wanted to preach in prison. And for some reason, I don't know, it might just be what Jesus preached. You know, if you visited me in prison, yeah. you gave me a cup of cold yeah. water, you clothed me. That, that premise that Jesus says, are, are you meeting tangible needs of, of people? And that's, that's a, that could be a whole other podcast because yeah. I don't want to fit that in a box like it's a formula. Right. If you serve people, you get to heaven because there's a lot of people doing the work of God that Jesus said, I don't know you, depart yeah. from me. But yeah. I've just, I've desired, and I'm so grateful that Journey has stepped into the prison and the work that Pastor Noah has done yeah. for that. And, and Kara, the whole experience blew me away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there was a whole group of us, there's seven, there were supposed to be nine. One got sick, another got stuck that uh, missed a flight, or, you know, a flight got canceled, rather. So there were seven of us. We traveled up there. Uh, three of us had never been before, four had been regularly. And it's a crazy experience. You have to dress a certain way so you don't look like the prisoners. You, you can't bring anything in. There's just a whole, a whole bunch of nuances of prison, right? Then you go in, and some of the guys who had never been before, they're kind of tripping because you make it through a few layers, you're in. You know, you, I mean, you, they actually have to read to you a disclosure that you understand you're risking your life. Oh, really? Uh, that you actually could be taken hostage. And, and you're choosing to be putting you're, you're you're choosing to put yourself in this position as a volunteer going yeah. into serving this wow. capacity. So and you have to acknowledge. Uh, do you acknowledge that you've read this and you still willingly are going past this place? He's like, yes, we do. Okay, you know, That's you go past. Wild. It is kind of wild. And then you go in, and you know, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. And um, there was a prison band, which was pretty cool. And there's this whole chapel, chapel, because this is one of the newer prisons in Oregon. So they actually built a chapel. Mm. Oh. Some prisons are older, and they don't have these kind of facilities mm-hmm. that are set up this way. And they have 
uh, chairs that are just like church chairs, mm-hmm. not like ours at Journey because we don't really have your typical church chairs, but you know those padded yeah. chairs like church chairs. And it's a chapel. It looks like a church, like a church. And we went in there. There's the band starts practicing. There's a prayer team that's praying for a prayer team of prisoners. From the prison? Oh, my goodness. And they're yeah. praying for, wow. of course, their peers or other prisoners to, yeah. to come in and and a couple of the guys are like, we need to add more rows. I'm like, really? Because I don't know how many chairs were out, maybe 100, 125. They're like, yeah. we need more, we need more. Wow. So they started adding maybe three or four rows in the back. So the whole chapel is filled with seats now. Yeah. And started at 6.30. Next thing you know, guys start piling in. Now, this is totally voluntary. You don't have to come. Yeah. Now, there's some things, like if you're part of a gang, to go to a church service, you look weak. Mm. You, I mean, you, you could lose like your, your social status. And I mean, there's a whole bunch of different like cultural, sociological. Yeah. So it gets filled up, which is just the whole thing is surreal. Meeting guys and, you know, some of them are completely tattooed up. Mm. Some guys look like grandpa and they're totally sweet looking and they're mm. elderly. I mean, there's just the spans of spectrum. Yeah. Young guys in their 20s, guys wow. in their 70s, everything in between. Uh, there, there's uh, Hispanics who hardly speak English. Mm-hmm. There's uh, everything in between. I mean, you just, you name it. So service starts. The, it's led by this team. The guy leading, uh, he, he led all the songs about twice as fast as they're supposed to go. Oh. <laughs> which is, I was warned of that by one of our team members. Yeah. He's like, here's what the music going to be like. And it was, it was just kind of funny. And so we're... Like we're, in fast motion. It was like almost on two time <laughs> or three yeah. time or, you know, it was, it was really quite funny. And then at the end of the last, they, they did six songs. And there's no words or anything. People, mm. people are just... Did they know the songs, uh, prisoners? M- most of them. I'm looking around and probably half the guys are singing okay. along. Some of the guys look stoic. Some are just clapping like they're charismatics. So I get up there to preach. And it's great chemistry. These guys are shouting back, doing all these things. And then afterwards, I did an altar call. And uh, there's 21 hands that went up. And, and then I, I offered them to come up for prayer. And they did. I mean, tons of guys came up, and and I wasn't even on the prayer team, but I had one prisoner bring up another inmate who said, hey, could you pray for him? He lost a family member. And I asked him some questions. I said, well, well, first of all, who did you lose? And he's like, my son. His name is Josh. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. When did this happen? Yesterday. Mm -hmm. And as he started to tell me, it was like like one one Mm -hmm. tear going down his cheek. And he's he's holding back the pain. Mm -hmm. And then another tear. Kara, I'm just like, I'm like, well, how do I pray mm, for this right yeah. now? How do I minister to a guy who lost his son yesterday? Yeah. He's in prison. Like, I didn't ask any details. Everything in me wanted to know, like, how did he die? This yeah. is a, this is a child, 16 years mm-hmm. old, like, and now he can't even like grieve properly. And anyways, I just I I heard his name it was Josh, and I said, what's his full name? He said Joshua. I said, you know, did you know that's actually the name of Jesus? And he's like, no, I didn't know that. And I was like, yeah, you know, Jesus is a Greek form Mm -hmm. of that name Joshua. And Joshua actually in Hebrew is Yeshua, but Josh just simply means Jesus. And you actually named your son Mm -hmm. after the son of God. I said, I want you, I need you to grasp this, that before you even understood who Jesus is, that you, you're the one that made your son. So I'm trying to like pour just some prophetic into him a little bit. And he's like, he's like, listen to me, like what's happening. Yeah. And I'm just, I, so I just said, I pray over him. I pray that the Holy Spirit would comfort him and be his helper right now. And I, you know, I kept my cool. I didn't get emotional last night talking about him at Pursuit Night. I just broke down. Like, you know, we have, it makes me emotional right now. We have kids, and if you have a heart, it it does impact you because you think about losing a loved one. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, he was bawling by the time I got done praying with him, but I was calm and collected. And by the time I opened my eyes, because I prayed with my eyes closed the whole time when I prayed for him, there was like six or seven guys all mm. with their hands laid on him. Wow. And some of these guys are crying with him. Mm. He was clearly known mm. and the word had gotten out and the pres- yeah. uh, these guys knew he lost his son. And it was pretty like, it was, it was interesting, Kara, the whole thing, like just the dynamic of what happens in prison. It's not something you think about often, mm-hmm. the stories that are said and what people do. These, these guys know why they're in there. So if you come to a chapel service, the majority of them are coming in there for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. They know they've done wrong. Yeah. They want to get right. I mean, some of these guys it would be in in the world's perspective, the scumbags yeah. of the world because they're sex offenders. Mm. They've done mm. really bad things and gotten caught. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to figure it out. And it's 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 a surreal thing to actually yeah. get messy and to ask the Lord about mercy and grace and yeah. all those things. And so I'm really just honored. I mean, I met a guy that's getting out on Christmas Day this year, December 25th. He's like, I've been to your church. Mm. He's like, and I loved it, but I didn't go a lot. But And he's like, are you still on the river? And I'm like, no, we're not in that location anymore. And he's like, I'm going to come. And, you know, and one another guy was like, hey, I love Jesus. I, I make uh, really probably the most money you can make. They all have jobs. Mm. And there's tiers and levels of job, mm-hmm. and they can buy stuff. Mm. I mean, you can buy like TVs, you can buy new shoes, you can buy stuff, oh, you know. Okay. And for your, you know, yeah. I, I didn't sell. know a lot of this. Yeah. yeah, for your sell. And I mean, it's really interesting. Yeah. Like, you do the things that you do in society, and you don't make hardly anything, though. You make like literally pennies on the dollar. Yeah. So let's just say minimum wage here is $15. You, you know, you might be making 50 cents an hour. Yeah. You know, and he's, this guy's like, I'm making the second highest wage you can make. The only highest you can make here is a call center. And, uh, I later told some of the guys in the car on the way back, they're like call center. We Googled it. And these guys do call center for tech companies and, what? and for, um, wow. for customer service for, you know, retail. And, really? Yeah. That's prisons do this all yeah. over the country. Well, that's interesting. Like, that's hilarious. You might yeah. be calling in to and talk to a prisoner. prisoner, like an inmate. <laughs> wow, that's wild. And so long story longer with this guy, he's like, I've been praying to the Lord. I want to tithe my money. I oh, believe wow. in tithing. And he's like, I've just been waiting because I only want to tithe to a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching oh. church. Now that I've heard you, I believe you're the church I want to tithe to. <laughs> he's Aww. like, can I get your address? And uh, I didn't give it to him. We're like, oh, we'll get it to you. But I was like, just stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, like, do you even think about that? Like, yeah. there's people in our church not tithing, yet you got a prisoner saying, I want to honor God yeah, with a full no tithe. I want to honor God. I want to give to him. And yeah, it was wow. great. I mean, I, That's I thought this would be like a one and done, but certainly if I get the opportunity again, I think I would do it. Like, I, I just to, and, and not for anybody else, but it's, it's kind of like a, a mission trip where, and I don't mean a yeah. mission trip where you go and, wham bam and you come back like you're the the american hero or you know trying to bring your culture to another people what i'm referring to is getting the experience to see how small the world is and that people are people wherever you go and the church is a church mm-hmm. and and to get to get that human experience yeah and and yeah. cross-cultural experiences do that and now i've learned yeah prison mm-hmm. uh 
ministries do that as well. So uh, pretty, pretty wild experience. The whole thing. (laughs) Well, I love that, that we're, um, doing that. We're going into the prison. Amen. Um, I mean, it really, it's when you talked about it a little bit yesterday at church, like people clapped. I Mm. I think there's a, um, just it's, it's the heart of God. Mm. Like, you know, when, when we follow after Jesus, we do the things that he would do. We hang mm. out with people that he would hang out with. Praise God. Uh, we bring hope to the places that have no hope. Mm. Like that is, that is bringing heaven to earth. Amen. So I love that story. Oh, one last story about the prison specifically regarding people there. So when we got there, the initial gal that checked us in, she was really abrasive. She wasn't warm and friendly. You know, uh, she was surprised while we were there so early. Pastor No explained, I'm here at the same time. Every, every time I'm here, excuse me. And explained, we come here and we set up and we pray. And she's like, you can't come this early. And he was really kind back to her. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll follow up on that story of this person, but we go and do this. And while I was preaching, there was one officer assigned to us while I was preaching. There was a whole group of uniformed officers in the back. Mm. And I didn't know who they were. We we leave at the end of the night. And as we're leaving, we're greeted by a guy that comes up and mm-hmm. introduces himself, a sergeant, and then they go by their last names. Then he goes on and he, he corrected us on one of the things we did wrong. Someone took off their jacket and left it on a chair. Mm. Big no-no. Yeah. You cannot do that. You can't leave anything. Like whatever you bring in, you keep on you at all times. And a whole long story behind all that stuff. But so he corrected us on one thing. Then he said, I need to tell you guys something. First, I'm going to preface. I'm a believer in Jesus. Second, I need you to know you guys are doing something no one else is doing. Mm. We have a lot of volunteers that come in here that do chapels and Bible studies, but none of them are like you. Mm. No chapel is as full as yours is. None. And what you're doing is impacting these guys. Mm -hmm. They're literally, their lives are being changed. Mm. And I'm asking you guys, please keep it up. Please keep going because you can change our prison. Mm. And and really, I'm believing that if if you guys keep this up, and he's like, I try to be a light in a dark place, but I'm limited to what Mm -hmm. I can do. Mm -hmm. You know, he's telling us all this. He's literally like exhorting us like, Talk about New Testament again. Like, please come into the prison. Yeah. Please bring yeah. the gospel. Please bring the life. Absolutely. You guys are changing lives. He's begging us as a sergeant. Well, we essentially affirmed him and said, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Like, yeah. talk about like, like almost like a military pep talk. Like, yes. And they said, we would like to pray for you. Uh, may I get your name again? Because I didn't catch it. And he's like, you could just call me Jeff. Sergeant Jeff. Is, mm. is, and I said, okay. I said, I'm going to tell your name to the church tomorrow. Yeah. And we're going to pray for you. And, and I, I said that. And I, I yesterday at church, I brought his name up in a pursuit night. We did pray. Yeah. Now, bring this full circle. Isn't this just God? And that's at a prison over an hour away north of us up yeah. in Madras. And someone after church waited in a long line to come talk to me mm-hmm. after pursuit night. She comes to me and is like, I know Sergeant Jeff. I am really close friends with his sister. Wow. And I mean, she brought it full circle. She's like, I text his sister right away and said, we are praying for your brother wow. right now at church. That's amazing. And he's been through a lot. Mm. Struggle after struggle after struggle. Mm. I mean, you can imagine, I mean, I'm not going to, this is a whole nother podcast about the demonic in the prison system. Because yeah. a lot of those guys are in there because of yeah. demonic activity yeah. and demonization and, and generational stuff that's been, yeah. that's a whole nother podcast I think we could touch on if we really want to creatively go there but this guy particularly he went through his own stuff he went through a long season of um what's it called when you can't sleep Oh, insomnia. Um, insomnia. Yeah. Literal insomnia. Mm. 
days and days and days and days of no sleep, mm. which was tormenting him, and he had to go do his job. So that's one story about the sergeant. Another one about the lieutenant, and I think a lieutenant is above a sergeant. It's a, a female who's new there, and we heard stories about how hard she was. Kara, mm. she came in and sat through my sermon. Mm. She left before we could, any of us could meet her. But wow. we're getting the gospel out. Yeah. Now, to tie this, wrap this up regarding the prison, the gal that was so abrasive when we came in, on the way out... And she wasn't the one that checked us out. It was a different guy. She comes over, though, and tells us. She's like, wow, it's quite something you guys are doing. I've never seen those prisoners behave like that. Oh, wow. Usually they're so rowdy. And, yeah. But yet those guys were just like sitting there listening. And wow. I was like, I even asked her. I was like, really? It's not normally like that? And she's like, oh, no. I mean, wow. these guys, I mean, they, they get an opportunity to get away from their normal routines. And they come in and they give those, they rat. I'm like. Oh wow. wow! Like and yeah. and even to hear this gal, her guard was let down mm. because she got to see what we were doing. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I just love that everything about it. Like when you bring the the Holy Spirit to this place, you mm. know, you you bring the gospel. You bring you are the hands and feet of Jesus. Like when you come close to Jesus, like you you are changed. Mm. So the I I just love that we're doing that. Me I, too. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it doesn't have to happen within the walls of a church no. building. This is what the theme is this year, yes. that we equip the saints and then we unleash the army. Absolutely. Equip the saints and unleash the army. That's a, that's a multiplication Come on. that will be, it, it will... Um, it will create a movement. Infiltrate society. Yes. When the army is unleashed in schools, when it's yes. unleashed in, in uh, county workers yes. and city workers and yes. in the hospital with the nurses and tech workers and yes. doctors and uh, in, inside uh, private companies and business owners yes. and uh, just across the board in the finance industry. Absolutely. When we put our faith into practice yes. in everything, all of a sudden we're going to see marriages healed, yes. families healed. Like this isn't a, a formula where here's how to fix everything. No, keep your eyes on Jesus, Absolutely. grow in your faith, Absolutely. and everything else will follow. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Totally. Wow. Well, I, I'm just, Kara, I'm, I love what God is doing. I'm glad that we got to even just record this here. As we mentioned at the beginning when we started this podcast, for us, some of this is just to cement in history what God's doing. Uh, it, it, it's yes. It's like a modern day um, altar, if you will, looking at Old Testament language. Mm. Uh, we're taking the stones out of the river. Yes. We're placing them just to Absolutely. remember and to tell our kids, this is what God did. Yes. Whether Amen. it's a tough Amen. season that comes ahead or, or whether it's a great season that we can look back and say, you know, God's been working. Yeah. I, I'm so grateful because there, there are bad things that happen in the church and it sucks. There are ugly things that happen in the church. But, but there also is supernatural and absolute amazing. Yeah, God and actually, one things. of the things that I wanted to say was that I um, one of the things that I think is is helping to propel this um, you know the season that we're in, this movement that we're seeing God God really working in hearts um, is just the it's the it's the charge, it's the call, it's the um, the, the 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 bold preaching of faith that you're doing mm -hmm. that I think is raising people up to a level of faith that, um, that we have not seen before. Amen. So it's like, it's like infusing people with, with the faith that God really is who he says he is. Yes. And he really can do what he says he can do. Yes. He can. Yes. And so to actually see a, a group of people that are actually believing that Come on. and not only believing it, they're putting it into practice. Yes. Like that's going to be 
a multiplication movement that is, it's going to be, it's, it's awesome. Kara, I couldn't agree more. And that's what we're seeing at Journey Church in Bend right now with a prayer movement and people praying and then God answering prayers. And then this awe of overwhelming gratitude. God did what I asked him to do. And then it just infuses your faith. I want, I want to keep doing this. Yes. I want to keep bringing this before God. We've had stories that seem impossible and God turns them around. Totally. And those people that have been turned around, they're telling their testimonies and we're, we're giving room for that. Mm-hmm, We've had mm-hmm. stories in the past at Journey Church, which praise be to God, but for some reason or another, we, we were really held back and bound. And I think the enemy almost wanted to, to not allow us to share that testimony. Absolutely. Uh, The word of our testimony say, no, I'm an overcomer. Nope. My marriage was done. I mean, crazy stories. I mean, I I think of this one family that we've talked about before, but they appeared by all appearances to be look good, be together. Everyone thought they were married because they had kids. Come to find out they weren't even married. They had never even gotten married. Uh, Come to find out their lives were falling apart. Come to find out that they hadn't even slept in the same room together for years and they were ready to split. Come to find out uh, all these different things. And yet God gets to the hold of their hearts, repentance, obedience. And now all of a sudden we want to be faithful to God. They get married and now they start mentoring other people. Now they start serving in capacity in different ways. They get in community groups. I mean, it's like, this is a testimony. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is absolutely wow. Oh, it's Their so story awesome. was a story of impossible. It was dead. Yeah. Yet God came and revived absolutely. their soul, their family. Yeah. Now their kids generationally don't have to repeat the same patterns. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It's Praise it's a restoration God. that only God can bring. Amen. That we've seen, oh, just so thankful. We've seen it over and over and over again. Um wow. God, God's rest, restorative work um when when we when we are willing to, um, to believe. I totally agree. And Kara, I hate to do this, but we have to call it quits today because you have to go to work. <laughs> this is true. Kara's in the real estate business and she has a signing she so needs to go true. to friends. Yes. So if you need a realtor, <laughs> just call 1-800-CONFESSIONS-OF-A-PASTOR. Oh okay, let's uh, cut that one out. Okay. Well, <laughs> in all seriousness, uh, we, we do need to cut this one short today, but this is short and powerful because we believe that God is always good all the time. And friends, wherever you're at today, you can give thanks to God for something. Uh, start giving thanks for what God's going to do. Give thanks for what he has done. Give thanks for what he's doing right now. Yeah. And we'd also, we'd also love to hear your stories. If you Come have on. a testimony, if we you have that. a story of love what God it. is doing in your life, something, just some type of a testimony, reach out to us. We'd Amen. love to hear it. Amen. And hey, if you have not hit subscribed or you not ra- have not rated this, we are just are so honored that we are just getting this, this family around this, that we can get real and we just are privileged and we're grateful and we thank you. I'm going to pray us out of here. Yes. Lord, would you bless every person that is listening to this, that we would see you work in a mighty way, believing that God, you are in the transformation business. There's no heart so hard that you can't take mm-hmm. it out and, and replace it. And we just are asking asking for more of you, Lord, and less of us. May we see more miracles, not only in our lives, but in our families, in our churches, in our cities and beyond. We're asking God that this would be the year where we see you in new ways unlike anything before. You're the God of new beginnings. You you are the God of new mercies. So we thank you. We praise you. We love you for every story we share today. We say, God, would you be glorified? Would you continue to work out their salvation? Would you complete the work that you've begun? We thank you for these things today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.